0: You're listening to Decisive Point. The views and opinions expressed in this podcast are those of the authors and are not necessarily those of the Department of the Army, the U.S. Army War College, or any other agency of the U.S. government. I'm talking with Dr. Conrad C. Crane today, outgoing acting editor-in-chief of Parameters, to get a preview of what's in the Autumn 2023 issue of Parameters. Welcome back to Decisive Point, Dr. Crane. Oh, thanks for the last time. The Autumn 2023 issue. It's your last as the Army War College Press Acting Editor-in-Chief. On behalf of the press, thank you so much for your leadership this past year.
1: Hasn't taken a whole lot of leadership. All I did was kind of jump on and just try to keep the ship going in the same direction. It's a great staff, and it's been a great experience.
0: Let's talk about the autumn issue of Parameters. The Demi issue was published about a month ago. Give us a brief recap, please, of the topics that it covers.
1: The Demi issue contained the first two in-focus articles from the current issue. A Historical Perspective on Today's Recruiting Crisis by Brian McAllister-Lynn, and A Call to Action, Lessons from Ukraine for Their Future Force by Katie Crom and John Nagel. Two interesting pieces. Brian gives a very good perspective on some of the past recruiting crises and gives a fairly optimistic assessment of where he thinks the current situation is. Katie and John talk about that also as part of their dealing with lessons from Ukraine. And then their perspective is different. And I tend to agree with them that this is a more serious recruiting crisis than we've had in the past. It's not just an American crisis. A lot of our allies in Europe have similar situations. The Brits, for instance, went into Iraq in 2003. They could surge a division and sustain a brigade. Now they can surge brigades, sustain a battalion. There's been a lot of less capacity of Western recruiting capabilities. John and Katie talk about that in their article, and one of their conclusions is it may be time to do some kind of reassessment and readjustment, perhaps, of some of our balance Brian, though, gives a lot of good description of the historical dilemmas we've run into over the years with recruiting. It is not uncommon. We've had problems before. But I think that John and Katie have a better grasp of the current situation. And they talk a lot about other things, too, from Ukraine, other things that need to change. It's obviously been a very different kind of war between Russia and Ukraine. I was actually at a session at Futures Command with General Norrini, and one of their visiting discussants had this view of future warfare. But when asked where the Ukraine conflict was, he had to back off Mm -hmm. from where they thought warfare was progressing, that there were a lot of things that had not gone as fast as they thought they would. And I think that's one of the great lessons from watching Ukraine and what's going on. And I think it's a lesson about all kinds of evolution of warfare, that some things change and some things don't. Some things change quick, some things change slow. It never quite goes as fast or as far as some of the theorists think it is. So we need to somehow balance the change with the continuity as we deal with future war. Really, both the articles will give you a lot to think about where we're going in the future.
0: What can we expect in the full issue?
1: Well, the full issue has got a couple sections. One on strategic challenges, Luke Belaki talks about Taiwan It was interesting reading that article, the strategic importance of Taiwan, the United States and its allies, part two, policy since the start of the Russia-Ukraine war. It really looked at current dealings with Taiwan. But the thing that struck me was that, as you talked about trends, where there is a large element within China that's getting more aggressive, talking about incorporation of Taiwan back into the fold. At the same time, there's an increasing sense of independence in Taiwan. So it seems to me those are very conflicting trends, and uh, we're caught in the middle. Bilaki talks a lot about how we should deal with that. How do we try to stay in the middle of this very tight confrontation? Some real challenges there, and it's worth reading to try to think about that. Ryan Bridley and Kevin Matthews talk about the impact of Antarctic treating challenges on strategic planning. Very interesting article about a lot of things I had never thought about. All the different nations involved in the Antarctic, their different motivations, their different programs, And again, Russia's in the middle of it as well. And how we deal with these different conflicting claims in a time of environmental change is going to be a great challenge for a lot of us. This whole issue has an interesting shift in perspectives here and there. The third article on strategic challenges by Caitlin Irby on U.S.-Russia foreign policy confronting Russia's geographic anxieties. Irby really tries to present an argument that we need to be more Acceptant of Russian desires and deal with them a little differently and be more open to some of their concerns. It contrasts a bit with some of the articles. This whole challenge of how to deal with Russia, Caitlin tries to talk about the historical background and why Russia's attitudes about borders are the way they are. And there are actually some very valid concerns there concerning recent Russian actions in Ukraine. Some of the concessions that the article proposes are going to be really hard to get acceptance for, I think. Then there's a section on historical studies, urban resistance to occupation, an underestimated element of land warfare by Kevin Stringer and Jel Huviad. Really interesting discussion just of looking at the Dutch experience in the latter part of World War II and how they dealt with the Germans' very tough occupation, very difficult engagements in some of the Dutch cities, and try to take some conclusions about future urban warfare and how we would think about it. I agree. It's an underestimated element. The requirements for activities in urban areas are significant. To be honest, from my own view of history, we want to avoid any kind of action in urban area. It takes too many forces. We don't have enough really to operate much in a major urban operation. We've got to figure out a way to deal with the situation with the least possible force. The article really talks about the difficulties of combating urban resistance and some of the tactics and techniques they can use. Then there's Wilson Jones, did a piece on the chechen chorus coercive violence in Ukraine, which is the Russian use of some Chechen elements in supporting their operations against Ukraine. Another aspect of this Russian offensive in Ukraine and how to use other elements of their national makeup to facilitate their operations, again, the more challenges and how to deal with this coercive violence that they brought into it. You know, we've seen some of it with some of the recent involvement of these other elements the official Russian military is bringing in all these other elements into the conflict, and it seems to have good points and bad points. And this is another aspect of that, looking at the Kadarovsky group. It's one of those challenges we're going to have to deal with as we deal with the Russians. Again, a lot of focus in this particular issue on the Russians. Then we've got uh, the SRAD Director's Corner, the U.S. Army War College, Russia-Ukraine War Study Project, talking about how the War College is trying to deal with elements of the continuing conflict in Ukraine. I was actually at a conference earlier this year, and there were a bunch of people there from RAND who were talking about how they thought that the Ukrainians were going to run over the Russians when they started the new offensive this summer. And I expressed some doubt about that. And so far, I think I've been upheld. It's pretty frustrating. Again, the more research we can do about this conflict, the better. And I think it's going to be with us for a while. My last issue of parameters is going to be all the book reviews. And there's about a dozen book reviews covering Arctic issues, irregular warfare, military history, terrorism. There's some really interesting books described. I would actually highlight one myself. Nelly LaHood's The Bin Laden Papers, How the about, about Raid Revealed the Truth About Al-Qaeda, its leader, and his family. Really detailed analysis of Osama Bin Laden's logic and what he wanted to do. And I've already done some things like sent some notes to authors who wrote books on Afghanistan and mentioned the fact that you need to read LaHood's book because your conclusions about some of bin Laden's objectives with his attacks on the United States were wrong. He did not expect the repercussions that he got. He expected a few cruise missiles. He didn't expect the full invasion of Afghanistan and all that happened later. And that, I think, was one of the things that needs to adjust some of our thinking about bin Laden and our thinking about the whole reaction to those tragic attacks of 9-11. That's typical. I think it's another rich collection of ideas in the journal. I think it will provoke a lot of thought. There's conflicting attitudes even within the pages of the journal, especially about Russia, but should make a lot of people think and hopefully will inspire more contributions to the journal and a lot of more important actions and thought about what we need to do with some of these international relations in the future. But it has been a great pleasure to be involved with the journal. I think this is a very nice finish to my career, and I wish them continued luck and the readers also the continued benefit of engaging and reading all the material.
0: What else is on your mind today? Do you have any thoughts you'd like to share before we go?
1: It's been a, an interesting 10 months while Tony Echeveria was off doing whatever Tony was doing with his <laughs> research on Ukraine and other things. He's now back, fully engaged with the journal. He's also got all the great material he did on his research, and I'm sure that everybody will get a chance to catch some of that as well. I'd encourage everybody to keep their eye on parameters. There's a lot of great stuff coming. It continues to be one of the leading thought provokers on a lot of key strategic issues. I hope it continues to have thousands of you great readers out there to engage and absorb what it has to say.
0: Listeners, you can read the entire issue at press.armywarcollege.edu slash parameters. Look for volume 53, issue 3. Dr. Crane. Thanks so much for making time to talk with me today. It's always a pleasure when I get to chat with you.
1: Always enjoy it. Thanks.
0: If you enjoyed this episode of Decisive Point and would like to hear more, you can find us on any major podcast platform.